The KTSA Home Improvement Show with Martin Bamba. Presented by Window World. Talk to Martin now. 210-599-5555. Now, Martin Bamba. Well, good morning, San Antonio. How is everybody out there this morning? This is Jim Smith. Martin is out of pocket today. And I am back from a couple of weeks out and feeling good and ready to answer any and all of your questions about home improvement. That is anything from the roof to the foundation and everything in between. We are here to help. Number to get in on the conversation this morning, 210-599-5555. Give us a call. Get in on the conversation and we'll talk about home improvement. Um, one thing I do want to bring to light is, <clears throat> excuse me, one thing I do want to bring to light is this week we lost another great music icon. It just, it, 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 it just seems like we're losing a lot of the ones that we really grew up with. Um, this week we lost Charlie Watts, um, of the Rolling Stones. Um, he was just a prolific drummer. Um, Helped, you know, uh, skyrocket the Rolling Stones to the fame and the the international stardom that they that they achieved. He will be sorely missed. Um, rest in peace, Charlie. Um, you've done a good thing. Um, now it's your turn to just kick back and and listen to the music. All right. Well, hey, we are here for your home improvement questions. Anything, anything at all is on topic. Anything from the roof to the foundation and everything in between is on topic this morning. Whatever you want to talk about. You know, and if you want to call and talk about Charlie Watts a little bit, then we'll talk about Charlie Watts or even some other music that uh, that you might want to talk about. Uh, other artists, other, other music, you know, just anything you might want to discuss this morning is on topic. Anything. Again, give us a call, 210-599-5555, and we'll talk about anything home improvement. Well, we've had a few hot days. It looks like summer finally got here, even though it's not the super-duper hot that we would normally have expected for August. It did get a little toasty. It did. So, again, I will reiterate, even though you made it through the summer, uh, we might still have a few hot days. But you want to start getting those those air conditioners and those heaters checked. It's a mechanical device, folks. Don't drive it for a year without having it serviced. You want to get it checked for the heating season just as well as you wanted to get it checked for the cooling season. So make sure you get those air conditioners checked. Well, I tell you what, it's a beautiful Saturday. It really is. It's a nice day. Get out there. Take care of those home improvement projects. Um... You know, there's there's just so many different projects that you can do around the house. Anything from inside the house to outside the house. You can look around and figure out what you need to get done on the house. I know that over at Window World, we're doing a lot of home improvement projects. Um, of course, that's, that's what we do, is home improvement projects. And we're just, folks are sitting at home. They're at home a little more, maybe 
little less now than during the height of the pandemic, but we've still got folks that are seeing the need for those home improvement projects and calling us. And let's go ahead and take and get a phone call in here. Um, that's what this show's all about, after all. And good morning, Dennis. Thank you. Thanks for yeah. kicking off the calls. Good morning. Approximately about three weeks ago, I called in about uh, Apple uh, Pest Control. They came out and uh, sprayed for uh, uh, mosquitoes, and within about two or three hours, it, it, it rained. Well, after two cancellations and a forecast of rain, and it rained, they came back a third time, and they uh, did the spray. And I want you to know that the wife and I were, uh, were happy with them, and uh, Renee uh, is an asset to the company. Awesome. Thank you for calling in and letting us know that. I've uh Martin and I both have used Apple for the longest time and they're they're really a great company. They're a pleasure to do business with and they're going to take care of you. Um unfortunately, great. as Thanks. you said, there's some reschedules and you know weather right. that yeah. affects it. All righty. Thank you. All right. Have a nice day. Well, thanks for kicking the show off. Thanks for calling in and um folks, you heard it right there. Apple Pest Control. Give them a call. This is the KTSA Home Improvement Show, folks. We are here to help. You know, that's a tagline that I came up with that it seems like Martin has used a lot. But I tell you what, when I go into a customer's home, if they've ever heard the show, and I will tell them, well, I'm Jim, and I'm here to help, then they recognize that. That's, that, that, that is what we're here for, is we're here to help. Anything, any of your home improvement questions. Number to get in on the conversation this morning, 599-5555. Give us a call. We're going to get you on the, on the horn here and see if we can't answer your home improvement questions. Well, as I was saying before we took, before Dennis called in, and again, thank you, Dennis, but, uh, it's, it's a great day to get some of those little projects done. You know, um, if they're outside, of course, you want to you wanna hydrate, you want to stay cool, don't want to get overheated. Um, there's really no home improvement pro- project that is worth getting overheated about. Um, I mean that in more than one way. <laughs> uh, <laughs> anyway, it's, it's just, it's a great, great day to take care of those issues. Um... You know what? Let's look at get an article here that says 12 easy things everyone should know how to fix. So let's see what they're saying. Um, first one they're coming up with is they say how to fix a wobbly ceiling fan. While a slight wobble uh, on your bedroom ceiling fan is normal, a fan that really wobbles is not, is not only annoying but can be dangerous. Learn how to check the fan box, the blade, and the blade irons. Um, they're saying to whoop, they're saying to learn how to do all of that. Well, I can tell you right now, I've seen folks balance ceiling fans with everything from an actual ceiling fan weight that's made for that to taping a quarter to the top of a blade. Um, but we'll get into more of that here in a few moments. Um, right now, let's go ahead and get David in. David, good morning. Welcome to the KTSA Home Improvement Show. Oh, good morning. I have a quick question on a on shower in a t- tiled bathroom house that's built probably 1960s, early 60s, and I notice it's a little thicker. And some of the contractors mentioned that it has a cement backing that's pretty difficult to take off. Uh, what do you recommend to try and take that off? So you're removing, 
you're I'm removing sorry. the you're removing the tile and you're going back with something different yes sir i'm going to tear it all down but i, w- I want to take the tile and the backing down that way i can put uh the the new cement fiber sheets to prevent it from leaking or waterproofing it and etc well in the 60s the 50s the 60s the 70s whenever they did those tile showers they actually put mortar or cement on the walls it's not unfortunately it's not done in panels it was mixed and lathed onto the wall so the only way to get it off is a hammer okay okay uh, you're going to have you're going to have to bust it up and pull it down and pull the lath out make sure you wear some good heavy leather gloves that lath when the edges of the metal start getting exposed can be very sharp okay but that's about the only way you're going to get it down is um and that's even with the tile because a lot of times that tile was put on in such a way back then that it was it was never going to come off right right they did a good job uh so a good big five pound sledgehammer and i say five pound because it's it you won't get as tired swinging it but a good five pound you know small sledgehammer and uh get in there and start busting safety glasses gloves it's going to be messy it's going to make a mess okay uh Excuse me. And uh, is there any sawzall blade that I could try to cut it with instead of breaking it and making a mess? Oh Lord, you could use. They do make um, masonry sawzall blades, but I can tell you, you might uh, wind up investing in the uh, the blade company before oh. you can buy enough blades to cut to really cut that thing up. Okay, sir. Okay. Um, it's 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 really over over the years. I've tried several different things. I mean, you might try getting in there. Once you get a hole started in it, you might try getting in there um, and prying it loose from the studs in large chunks rather than beating it with a hammer. But again, that doesn't always work. Um, and you want to break it in small enough pieces that you can load it in a wheelbarrow or in a bucket to get it out of there. The larger yeah. chunks of that, if you break off big chunks of that, it's going to take three good men to carry it out of that bathroom. Okay. Do you have an estimation about how thick it might be? Um, if it was done in the 60s, I'm going to say you're probably dealing with um, anywhere from an inch to an inch and a half by the time you've got the concrete on the back or the mortar on the back and then the, the tile. Um, you're probably dealing with, with at least an inch to an inch and a half of thickness okay okay that that's great help uh one more question sir if i may please your thoughts on on uh putting tile as opposed to those vinyl laminate flooring uh that basically is waterproof because uh, this would be sort of like a rental and uh we we're not taking all the tile out of the house just in the bedrooms because there was carpet and so we were looking at both, and it seems like tiles a little bit more expensive to install. Uh, any thoughts there? That that, that you the might tile it, you're talking about ceramic tile? Y- yes, porcelain or ceramic. Uh, yes, that's stone. absolutely more expensive to install. Uh, for my personal thoughts, if it's a rental property, go with the vinyl laminate flo- or the vinyl flooring, not a wood laminate flooring, but a vinyl laminate flooring. Um, it's more cost effective. Um, it's going to be easier to maintain and easier to keep clean and clean up between renters. Oh. Hey, listen.
Thank you so much for the call. We have got to get to a break. Folks, you're listening to KTSA Radio, uh, 550 AM, 107.1 FM, or on the KTSA app. Well, folks, this is the KTSA Home Improvement Show. Martin is out of pocket today, and you got the infamous or famous or however you want to put it, Jim Smith in studio. And remember, I am here to help. Number to get in on the conversation this morning, 210-599-5555. It's 210-599-5555. Give us a call. Let's talk about your home improvement questions. You know, before the break, we started talking a little bit about things that a DIYer, a fixer-up or a fix-it-yourself person, should be able to do in their home. We talked about balancing a ceiling fan. And as I say, I've seen folks use many, many different things to balance a ceiling fan. I can tell y'all a very funny story about someone that actually glued a, a half dollar, a 50 cent piece to the top of one of the blades. The ceiling fan was balanced perfectly. It worked great for many years. This person was sitting in it, the ceiling fan was in the living room. This person was sitting in his recliner watching TV one night and something nailed him right in the middle of the forehead. And he jumped up and, said, and, and yelled who was throwing stuff at him. And he came to realize that it was a 50 cent piece where it had come loose from the top of that fan blade and shot across the room and hit him right in the middle of the forehead. That is a true story, folks. I'm not, I'm not lying to you. So whatever you use to balance your ceiling fan, make sure that it's going to stay there because if it comes loose, it's going to come loose with a vengeance. Now, the next one that they talk about is how to fix a running toilet. Now, a running toilet can be caused by many different things. It can be a defective valve. Primarily and usually, the culprit, however, is a bad ball flapper or flapper ball. Um, that's the little rubber thing that opens and closes in the bottom of the tank to allow the water to flow into the bowl. Very easy to replace. Turn the water off to the toilet. Pull the handle down to flush the toilet. Drain all the water out of the tank. It's got, it's just a little rubber on either side of it that pops loose from the two little stands that are on it and a little chain that comes loose from the handle. You set the new one back in place, pop the little sides back on and hook the chain up. It's a fairly easy fix. There are different designs of different flappers and with the newer toilets, you may have a flush valve system that's in there. If you have something like that, I wouldn't try to fix it on your own. I would get, I would get a plumber because it can require some disassembly to repair those different types um, and let's see the next one we have here is how to fix squeaky floors now the best way I've seen to fix a squeaky floor is actually soap believe it or not um, a bar of soap um, rub that bar of soap in the seams between the the tiles or between the the wood planks Rub a little bit of soap down there and then clean off the surface where the soap is only in the, the little gap in between. And the soap's going to stop the squeak. It's going to help with it. Maybe something you have to repeat down the line, but it's going to help. Um, you can also, you know, just Google fixing squeaky floors if that won't work for your particular floor. And we'll get to several more of these. They have several in here that um, they say, you know, a DIYer should be able to fix but as I'm looking through them there's some of them here that I would not put on a DIYer and I'll skip those as we're going through hey folks give us a call any of your home improvement questions anything is on topic this morning 
from the roof to the from the roof to the foundation and everything in between we'll talk about it we'll figure it out and we'll see if we can't help you number to get in on the conversation is 210-599-5555 give us a call oh my goodness well i don't know how you folks have been doing i was under the weather for a while um i'm doing much better now i'm feeling much better the um still tired that is one thing that is sticking with me is the fatigue um get still still get a little tired but other than that hey i'm kicking and i'm thankful to the man upstairs um for pulling me through everything and me coming through as well as i did um so let's see looking at these projects the next one is how to fix a crack in drywall um, it doesn't matter if your son's basketball got away from him or you nicked the wall moving a piece of furniture. At some point, you'll be faced with a crack in the drywall. Um, you'll need taping and, taping and utility knives along with some drywall tape, premix joint compound, and setting, tape comp setting type compound to fix the crack so it doesn't come back. Now, a lot of times what they're talking about here, they're saying cracks in the drywall. Now, cracks in the drywall, if... If there's cracks in the drywall instead of just like a nick or a divot then it got hit pretty hard um, on something like that yeah you're gonna have to do a large repair area um, just give us a call and I can break down and help y'all go through whatever your repair area is and whatever we need to do to repair it right now let's get back to those phone lines um, after all that's what this show is all about good morning Mike welcome to the KTSA home improvement show yes good morning uh, I got a problem. I got uh, two hot water heaters I just replaced, and uh, several, you know, when I turn them on, it's uh, for a few seconds, it runs, and then all of a sudden starts spitting like, uh, you know, you got air in lines. And uh, it just does it for a couple seconds, and it quits, and then gets hot water. What causes that? Um, air in the lines. <laughs> That's that's exactly what you have. You may have an air bubble on the top of the water heater tank itself. Um, did you replace mm -hmm. these yourself? Uh, yes, I have. I've, I've been a maintenance guy for forty years. But uh, okay, what it is it's uh, there's two hot water heaters. I mean, not just mm -hmm. one. I got two of them, and they're both doing the same thing all over the house. Hmm. Hmm. Well, again, if they if they spit and sputter when you first turn them on, that is definitely air. That means that air is being introduced into the system at some point, or the air is trapped in the system. Um, and it's only releasing it a little bit at a time, and then the you know then you get the water flowing, and then the next time you turn it off, the air bubble moves or it rises or it settles somewhere, and then you get it again the next time you turn the water on. Yes. So. Um, what I would probably suggest is go to each one of the heaters um, on top of the heater, open the TNP valve, and make sure you've got good solid water flow. If it's spitting or sputtering, let it spit and sputter until you get good solid water flow. And then from that point, <laughs> and then from that point, start with the closest faucet to that water heater. Turn on the hot water. Leave it running. Go to the next faucet, turn it on. Go to the next faucet, turn it on. Go to the next faucet, turn it on. 
Each faucet, when you turn it on, let it run until you have solid water coming out. Because it just sounds like you're chasing an air bubble in both systems. It sounds like somewhere there you're chasing an air bubble. Mm -hmm. I was thinking, you know, because none of my faucets are leaking, uh, I've checked my whole line again, and there's no uh, leaks on the line nowhere. And it's strange, you know. Okay, but I'll try that for it. Give me a call back if it works. Yes, sir. Yeah, give me a call back and let me know. Let, let me know for sure. And if you find out it's something different, definitely let me know because you know well, that that way we we learn a little bit for the next caller. Okay, I appreciate it, Mike. Thanks for calling in. Now. Yes, sir. You too, folks. It's time to get to a little break. Uh, the number to get in is two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five, and you're listening to KTSA Radio. Martin is out of pocket this morning. You have Jim Smith in, and I am here to help. Anything from the roof to the foundation and everything in between. Number to get in on the conversation this morning is 210-599-5555. Let's get right back into those phones and go to Teresa. Teresa, good morning. Welcome to the KTSA Home Improvement Show. Good morning. Um, I have a question regarding uh, the moisture from the ground to the bottom of the floor. I have a peering beam house. It was built in the 40s, um, and we have wood floors inside. And so when it rains a lot, um, it seems that there's a lot of humidity because sometimes paper will, if you leave a pile of paper, you know, it'll mildew. So it's trying to figure out a cost-effective way to um, prevent some of that humidity coming through the floor. There's well, nothing. The, it's just beer and beam and the ground and the wood floor. The first thing you have to do is make sure that you're not holding water under the house after a good heavy rain. You want to make sure that the water drains away or drains out from under the house yeah. after a good heavy rain. That's the first step. Second step is you want to make sure that there's airflow under the house, um, yeah. uh, little foundation vents around to make sure that the air can flow through to get to to move and evaporate any water that may be under there. Okay. Um, And I don't know how much space you have between the ground and your floor. I don't know how high your house sets. It's about a foot. Okay. Well, then you might also contact an insulation company about coming in and putting a vapor barrier on the bottom of the floor. Um, okay. That's something that would attach to the bottom of the floor and would go across the entire, um, you know, across of, under the entire area of the home. Um, and this may help prevent the, the humidity. But the first two steps to control it are to make sure that the water is draining out from under the house and that the under the house is ventilated properly. Okay. It would suggest that um, felt paper could work by stapling it, you know, to the beams from the front to the back and yes, ma'am. still allow for wood for flow airflow. Yes, ma'am. Felt paper is a vapor barrier. That's the original vapor barrier. Felt paper is what was put down on roofs. It was used behind the siding on homes. Felt paper okay. was the original vapor barrier. Okay. All right. Well then we'll try that and see how it goes. Yes, ma'am. But first, make sure that you don't have water pooling under there, because no, even no, with no. the felt paper, you're going to create, you're still going to be creating issues if the water is pooling up under the house. Right. What about that 
that foam, that spraying that foam, that, is that a bad idea? No, uh, if you're just doing the underside of the flooring, it's actually a good idea. Um, just bear in mind that when you do that spray foam, if you ever have to do any plumbing or electrical repairs, they're going to have to cut through that foam to get back to the plumbing or electrical. Okay. But okay. it's actually, it, don't do the whole house. You, your house needs to breathe. But to do that okay. under the floor, is there, there's not a problem with that. Okay. Uh, okay. All right. Well, thank you. Yes. Thank you so much for your help. Yes, ma'am. I hope I, I hope it helped, folks. Yes. Y- folks, y'all get in on a conversation. Also, um, number to get in is two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. Give us a call. We are here to help. Anything from the roof to the foundation and everything in between. Now we had started talking. All right. I had started talking a few minutes ago. Well, you know what? Let's go ahead and take another phone call real quick. Let's get Mike on the line. Mike, good morning. Welcome to the KTSA Home Improvement Show. Yeah, good morning. Yes, sir. Yeah, can you hear me? Yeah, I got you. I, I just had a question about uh, who, who I could contact. Some, uh, it appears like on end of a rafter where it connects to the fascia on one of my roof rafters. It looks like a, a wood rot. I mean, it looks like it might be wood rot there. And then I have a, also a... A door in another location, an exterior door with a glass insert that looks like it has a wood rot on the, uh, you know, at, at the bottom of the door. And I just know okay treatment or get somebody to come out and look at it, especially the roof. You know, it's about, to, what, 20 feet up. <laughs> so I don't want to get up there. Okay. <laughs> well, uh, and, you're, and you can actually see the ends of the rafters sticking out, uh, the, yeah, the two by four. Yeah, and there that rigid out. It's like so one of the end of the rafter and also a little bit of the, what's the uh, vertical beam, the uh, fascia that connects to it. It's like it's a corner, you know. It's like right there. There's some on the okay. end of the face. And it's obvious. I mean, I'm, I'm on the ground, and it looks all like brown rotted and stuff like that. Okay, well, that looks like that. That sounds like something that uh, Window World will be able to help you with, uh, because okay. we can do soffits and fascias on the home, and we can absolutely help you with the door. Um, okay. We do have people in the office this morning. That number is two one zero seven six seven zero nine nine five. Just give them a call, mm-hmm. and they'll schedule to get one of our design consultants out to take a look at it. And it's absolutely a no cost, no obligation consultation. And it's usually uh, uh, it's something that's treatable and can prevent it. Then having to be like, in my, I guess, worst case is a part has to be cut off and something spliced in there or something like that. Or well, what we would like. do, what we would do, uh, would be that we would come in and, we, of course, uh, cut out and replace any rotted areas that we could get to, or that you know that that, that were part of the soffit yeah, of the fascia. Right and then at that point, we would come in and put a. Um, and cover the soffits and fascias all the way around okay. the home so that you never have to worry about it rotting again. Okay. Yeah, it didn't look like anything's on the soffit from what I could tell. It's really the, the, the rafter itself, the end of the rafter, and at the – I mean, it could be. I mean, I haven't gone out there and looked and inspected it myself. But well, what we would do on the – what we would do on the on those rafter tails is we would apply a soffit under the rafter tails continuous all the way around the house so that the rafter tails were not exposed. Oh, I see what you're saying. Okay. Yeah. All right. Thank All right. I got your number, 210, yes, 767-0995. Okay. Thank you very yes, much. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Thank you. 
All right, folks. Number to get in on the conversation, 210-599-5555. Right now, it's time for us to go to a break. Folks, you're listening to KTSA Radio. Number to get in on the conversation this morning is 210-599-5555. As we go to Mary. Mary, good morning. Welcome to the KTSA Home Improvement Show. Yes, good morning. What was your name again? My name is Jim. Jim. And you're with Winter World? Yes, ma'am. Okay. Okay. Uh, in any event, um, the the uh, trim uh, around our roof, um, some of it, um, it's worn out, uh, probably needs replacing. What kind of company would I call for that? Uh, you say the trim around the roof. You mean like the, the fascia that's right under the shingles or right under the edge of the roof? Hmm. Well, I, all I know is like it's a board. Uh, and it, it and it's right under the edge of the roof, right there like at the edge of the shingles? Uh, I would think so, yes. Okay, that is what's called your facial board. And okay. Window World is the company that you would call to come out and take a look at, at, at taking care of those fascias for you. Okay. Um, the, our, our offices are open today until 2. Mm-hmm. Um, have you got a pencil? I do. That number is 210-767-0995. Give them a call and they'll be happy to, uh, to schedule you a completely no-cost, no-obligation consultation. Okay. <clears throat> Let me have the number again. 210-767-0995. Okay. Now, the front of the house, we do have gutters there, so I guess the gutters would have to be taken down first? Yes, ma'am. And depending on the condition of the gutters, we would either look at taking them down and putting them back, Mm -hmm. or we would look at replacing them. It's just going to depend on the condition of the actual gutter itself. Okay. Okay. All righty. Okay. One other question, please. Yes, Um, ma'am. The... um, well, you know what? Uh, I can call this number and talk to you all about this other question that I have, okay? Perfect. Sounds like a plan. Okay. Thanks. Thank you. Bye. Um, let's squeeze one more in here. Let's go to Norma. Norma, good morning. Welcome to the KTSA Home Improvement Show. Good morning. Uh, I have a question. Of, I have some ventilation fans in my bathroom. Uh-huh. And I, and I was... Taking the covers off this week, I had to get on a ladder because it's kind of short. But uh, I was taking those covers off, and I could feel heat from the outside coming into the bathroom. And I noticed that my bathroom uh, is always like if the weather's humid, it's humid in there. If the weather's cold, it's cold in there. Okay, that could be. That could uh, what what what's more likely that that is is not heat from outside; it's heat from the attic, and that means that uh, there's either no exhaust vent hooked up to that fan that to carry the air over to the eave, or that tube could have come loose. The best thing you can do is contact um, our friends over at uh, Champion Heating and Air, and they can come in and check and make sure that those duct that the duct is connected to that vent to carry the to, so that you're not getting that uh, attic heat migrating back into the bathroom. Well, what I while I was up there on the ladder, I can look through that fan blade mm-hmm. and I can see the outside. I can see the roof. I mean, 
it's straight up. I mean, you could see the the like daylight, or you could see the underside yeah. of the roof. No, I can see the cap the the cap over the over the vent. It's a mobile home. Okay. <laughs> and okay, the, uh, okay, okay. Well, um, anything I can put in that I don't use those fans anyway. But is there anything I can put in there to close that up to keep from losing air through there? Uh, I mean, you could. Um, you could put something in there to block it. Um, however, if you ever did have, however, if you ever did have any sewer gas that came up through the, through any of the drains, and you wouldn't be able to ventilate it out. Well, like, well, like I said, I've had this house for tw- over twenty nine years, and I've never. Used well, them then, yeah, then when you take those covers <laughs> off, yeah, you could probably put go on the back side of the cover and put a little piece of cardboard on the back side of the cover, and when you put the cover back up, that's going to stop anything from migrating through. That's, that's the only thing I need to know because I want to put something in there. To, yes, ma'am. Just a little piece of cardboard on the back side of the cover. Yeah, to stop it because I'm losing air conditioning and and heat yes. during the winter out of yes. those things. And I wanted to just stop it. Yes. Okay, okay. Well, thank you. You bet. Well, thank you for the call, Norma. Martin is out of pocket today. So you have me, Jim Smith, and I am here to help. Anything from the roof to the foundation and everything in between is on topic. And we'll even talk a little bit about music if y'all if y'all like. Um, the number to get in on the conversation, 210-599-5555. That's 210-599-5555. Um, okay. Now, we were talking last, before we talked to a lot of the um, callers that had called in for us, we were talking about home improvement projects that um, you, sh- you could tackle and that a DIYer might be able to tackle and fix and do on their own. And let's see, the last one we talked about, I believe, was fixing cracks in drywall. Um, now, on a crack in the drywall, of course, if something has struck the wall and it's actually put a hole in the wall, um, then the best thing you can do is to take a good utility knife, square off the hole, make the hole square. There are several ways to put a patch in. Um, you can simply take a small piece of wood that is wider or that is longer than the hole is wide, work it into the hole, put one end in first, the other end, then center it in the hole, put a little screw through each end of the good drywall into that screw, that wood to hold it in place. And then set your new square piece up there and screw that right in. Then you would, of course, tape and float that in and retexture. That's just one way that you can tackle fixing uh, a hole. There are other ways also, of course, to tackle fixing it. Um, now, one of the things that they say here that you should, you, you could possibly do as a DIYer would be to fix a leaky faucet. Now, if you don't have any plumbing experience, I would probably not suggest trying to tackle a leaky faucet on your own. I would suggest contacting a qualified plumber to come in and take care of that for you. Um, now, there is one here that definitely you could definitely tackle, and that is how to fix cracked grout. Now, if you have cracks in the grout in your, your floor tile or in the tile in your shower, 
You can take a good grout removal tool. You can pick that up at any any of the big box stores. Looks almost like a little knife blade, but it's got a rough edge on it. And you put that on the grout, and you scrape down on the grout, and this cleans grout out. Once you get a good divot in the grout, then you'll take a new grout mix, either a dry mix that you mix with water by the by the instructions, or you can actually get a colored grout pre-mixed in a little container at any of the big box stores. You would take and apply that grout with using a wet sponge, dip the or moist sponge, dip the sponge into the grout, and work the grout into the crack. Then take another sponge with clean water, rub over the surface to smooth the grout off of the tile around it, and let it cure up. It's pretty easy to 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 do a grout repair, and we'll cover more of these as we get farther into the show, of course. Um, number to get in on the conversation this morning: two one zero. 599-5555. That's 210-599-5555. And we'll talk about anything from the roof to the foundation and everything in between. If you want to call in and talk a little bit about music, um, of course, this past week we lost the great Charlie Watts, uh, drummer for the Rolling Stones, um, just a prolific drummer um, in a prolific band. Um, there are many, many, many of the musicians that are talented and successful today they can tell you that they lead or that they will lend some of their success to the rolling stones and the example that the stones set and um they just pioneered much of the of the music that we listen to today well let's see uh let's get in let's get back to those phone lines folks the number to get in on the conversation is 210 599 5555 and let's go to Tom, uh let's go to Thomas. Thomas, good morning. Welcome to the KTSA Home Improvement Show. Good morning, Jim. Good morning. Hey, How what? are you this morning? Oh, I'm okay. I just uh I'm glad you're doing better. Oh, yes sir. Yes sir. So am I. Uh, I feel so much better. <laughs> I've got a a little five-gallon water heater underneath uh, my sink. Uh, my wife likes instant hot water. Mm-hmm. Anyway, it feeds the dishwasher and the sink there and all. And it, it works good, but this thing, I don't have a water softener, so it tends to lime up, you know. Is there any kind of a filter I can put on uh on that water going in there to try to stem some of this lime that, well, you know, it's it's kind of a chore. To, I pull this water heater out and I drain it and pull it out and I can clean it out and all. I usually soak it in vinegar and clean it out real good, but it's a chore. I don't want to do that, that much. Is there any kind of filter I could put on there to help that? Yes, sir. They, they, absolutely. They do make inline um, sediment filters. Um, and that's a filter that is designed to catch any sediment. The The problem with that is that with calcium or lime that you're talking about that we have here in our area that is very prevalent in our water in our water system, that can be so small that even the best filter is not going to catch it. Right. Um, the reason that it builds up in the water heater is because the the, the minerals separate from water when the water reaches two states either when it is rapidly cooled frozen 
then your calcium, that's why like if you ever use the old ice trays, you would begin to get that white film on the inside of the ice tray. Right. Also, when it, whenever the water is heated, then the minerals release from it. So that's why your water heater under the sink is building up. A good sediment filter may help, but it's not going to completely solve the issue. It's going to make it where you may have a longer length of time between having to clean out the heater, but it's not going to completely eliminate the need to clean it. The best thing that you can do... I'm sorry? How big would one of these uh, sediment filters be? I mean, uh, uh, typically, it's, typically it's about uh, two inches in diameter and about anywhere from six to eight inches long. Well, and yeah. your water li- your water line connects to one end of it going in and the other end of it going out. Can we get that like at Home Depot? Or? Yes, sir. You get that at, at any of the big box stores. Now you'll need a couple of fittings and you'll need a little bit of knowledge on how to cut that the the, the water line going in. And either cut it going in or um, where you have water connections now. You know, like right, where the right. water connects to the heater now, you would take it loose there and you would want to get a filter that's the right size to connect to that fitting. And right. then you would need another short piece of hose to go from the other end of the filter back to the water heater. Right. Well, I'm, I'm pretty good at that. I do all my own plumbing. Oh. Well, there you go. There you go. That, then that's all you have to do is put that bullet filter in there. But the best the advice thing, I can uh, give you is is contact Alamo Water Softeners and think about getting a water softener. Well, I know, I, I know that, but it's just not in the budget right now. But uh, Oh, okay. Talking about music, I wanted to ask you, uh, you ever heard of a guy named Aaron Lewis? Aaron Lewis, Aaron Lewis. The name sounds very familiar. Why does that sound so familiar? Well, he's an old... Uh, rock and roll guy but he's turned pretty much country now so I want you to listen to this song I don't know if you there's two versions one's cleaned up a little bit more and it's kind of a patriotic song okay I think we need this right now Uh, it's called Am I the Only One by Aaron Lewis Am I the only one? Nobody cares, cares about this country ought to play that and listen to the words because it's, it's so pertinent about what's going on right now. All right. And, uh, all right. I will definitely do that. I will definitely look that up, and I will definitely listen to that. And I believe I've heard it. I, I think that's why the name sounds familiar. I think I've heard the song. But I'll definitely go back and look and make sure that, it, yeah. that I'm thinking of the same song. Once you hear it, you won't forget it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, there you have it, folks. Aaron Lewis. Tell us again the title. Am I the only one? Am I the only one? There it's you have it, folks. The, all over the Internet. I mean, it's on YouTube, all over the place. So. Well, there we go. We, we will definitely give it a listen. Thank. And, uh, uh, there's two versions of it now. One's cleaned up, so. Okay. Okay. You, you know, just in case. I don't know. Yeah. All right, Thomas, well, thank you so much for the phone call. This is the KTSA Home Improvement Show. Martin is out of pocket this morning. I am Jim, and I am here to help. Anything from the roof to the foundation and everything in between. And I mean everything in between. We are here to help. Give us a call, 210-599-5555 to get in on the conversation. Um, And we are talking... A little bit about DIY home improvement projects that 
people would be able to take care of themselves. Um, and let's see, the next one they've got here, we just talked about the regrouting the tile. Um, now they're talking about one uh, to fix an unbalanced washing machine. Um, and they're talking, folks, if your washing machine is spinning out of balance, open the lid, adjust the clothes, and see if it'll get back into balance. If this doesn't work, folks, call an appliance repair company. I really would not suggest trying to take apart that washing machine unless you have experience to do so. Um, today's new washers are so integrated and so technologically advanced that I would not suggest anyone to take apart a washing machine today. Um, now here's one. How to fix a clogged drain. Um, clogged drains, they happen at the most inopportune times. It never seems like it happens when you can handle it. It seems like it happens when you're in a hurry, you're trying to get ready for work, or you're trying to get the dishes done or cook dinner, and something gets clogged up. The fastest way, grab a plunger. Try to plunge the sink or the commode or the shower drain. See if you can plunge it to break the clog loose. That's going to be the fastest way to do so. Um, if the clog is stubborn and won't move with that, you might try... Um, one of the chemical drain openers but before you try a chemical drain opener make sure that you make yourself familiar with the product that you're familiar with the ingredients in the product you're putting in exercise and use all safety precautions on the label gloves goggles everything um, make sure that it's safe for the type of piping that you have and never ever ever mix any chemicals that you're putting down to open the drain and for the safety of anyone else, if you do put a chemical down there and it does not work, if you call a plumbing company out to take care of it, let them know what you put down. Show them the bottle so that that technician or that plumber doesn't cause an adverse reaction by adding something different. Okay? And we'll get into more of these. Um, there's, the, the, there's a few more that we can get into. Um, give us a call. Get in on the conversation. 210-599-5555. We'll talk about any of your home improvement needs, anything from the roof to the foundation, everything in between. Um, we'll talk about a little bit of music. Um, anything's on topic this morning, give us a call. 210-599-5555. Okay, let's see. Um, how to fix common refrigerator problems. Now, about the only refrigerator problem that I would suggest for folks to try to fix on your own is cleaning issues. If you notice the refrigerator is not cooling as well as it was before, take a look at the back of the refrigerator and see if you can see the, the, the coils that are on the outside of it. If, you, if there are, take a vacuum cleaner with a little brush on it and brush over those coils and vacuum those coils off. That may make that refrigerator work a little better. Um, also, if you look down at the bottom of the front, there's a little cover. If you take that cover off, and you can see a coil under the refrigerator. Again, small vacuum hose, reach in there and vacuum that coil out. That may help. Any other issues with the refrigerator, call, again, call, a, call an appliance repairman. It's, uh, not only is it a refrigeration system, it's electrical. So it's not something I would suggest that you try to take apart at home to repair. It's just... Just not something I would I would suggest that you do. Um, now, there's one here that says um, how to fix gutters. 
Now, there are a few repairs if a gutter's hanging loose and you're comfortable on a ladder um, with, a, with a screw gun. You can get up and reattach a, a, a gutter. Um, definitely you can get them clean gutters if you're comfortable with it. Um, don't get on a ladder if you're not comfortable on a ladder or if you have uh, if balance, balance has become an issue for you. Do, of course, do not get on a ladder. Um, and then think about, as far as cleaning the gutters, think about having a good gutter protection system, a leaf protection system installed on the gutters. Um, you can give us a call at Window World. We do leaf protection on gutters, and we could uh, we could possibly help you out with that. Um, let's see. There's a few more of these, um, but again, stuff that I probably would not suggest for you to tackle at home. Um, these are for the major DIYer, the person that really gets in and researches online. That's something that you could do. Get in, research online, call us. We can give you individual guidance on these on these issues right here on the KTSA Home Improvement Show. The number to get in on the conversation is 210-599-5555. That's 210-599-5555. Um, Liz, David, if y'all can hang on for just a couple of minutes, we need to go to a break. We will get to y'all as soon as we come back. The number again, 210-599-5555, and you're listening to KTSA Radio. Number to get in on the conversation this morning, 210-599-5555. Let's go right into the phone lines. Liz, good morning, and welcome to KTSA Home Improvement Show. Good morning, Jim. How are you? I'm doing great. How are you? I'm okay. Just uh, wondering about different issues here in my home, so... Hoping you can give me some answers, so I'll try to see what I can do. All right. Okay, the first one is uh, there's a board on the side of my home siding that has, like, black on it. I don't know if it's coming from the roof when it rains, but it creates a little black on it, on the on the siding. Uh would you know what it is and uh, if I can paint over it or what should well, I know about that? Unfortunately, I couldn't tell you what it is without actually seeing it. Um, it could be mm -hmm. a, a biological growth like mildew or it could simply be just a stain on the wood that is a water stain that is caused by water running down the wall. Now, is it like a streak that comes from the top and goes down? No, no, it's just on that on that uh wood siding uh and it's uh black like uh I say kind of looks like a glue or paint or something like that. First thing, first thing to try is go out there with a little bit of light bleach solution, a little bit of bleach and water, spray it on, let it set mm -hmm. for about 5 minutes and rinse it off. Uh-huh. Okay, and, and see, see if that see, and, and see if that cleans it off for you. Okay, and if it doesn't, I can just paint over it. I I can't guarantee it's not going to come back. I don't know what's causing it, Liz. Um, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You, you see what I'm saying? It would have to be something that you right. would have to get uh, a contractor or someone to look at to see what's okay. causing it. Now, if you yeah, do try to paint over it, there. if you do mm -hmm. try to paint over it, make sure that you use a good um, primer um, before you try to paint mm -hmm. over it, before you put the paint on. Um, mm -hmm. but that would be without actually seeing it. I mean, uh, uh, the the spots can come can appear on the outside of the house, 
for many mm-hmm. different reasons. They can appear for um, an, an imperfection in the paint. It could be a spot where a lawn sprinkler is spraying against the wall. It could be where something is running down the wall and causing a stain. It could be that right on the other side of that wall, <clears throat> there's plumbing piping in the wall. Um, oh, something may be leaking on the back side of it in the wall. Um, it could mm-hmm. simply be that there's no insulation in the wall at that one spot, and the wall is condensating, and that's what's causing the stain. There are just so many different things different that can things. cause it. Mm-hmm. So in case, uh, like you said, uh, use a primer, I don't have to clean the black out of it first? Oh, no. The or black has got to be cleaned. You have to clean it first. Yes. clean first. Okay. And then use a primer. Yes, ma'am. Okay. Also, uh, on uh, on the same uh, side, there's a board, you know, that goes across the whole side of the house, and it seems like it's coming apart. So is there something I could put for it to not keep coming apart like it's... It, okay, so now now, fall probably if, if now we're getting more into nothing. possibly what the issue is. That loose board, moisture or rain could be getting behind that loose board, and that's what's causing your stain uh, on the wall. You definitely oh, want to get yeah. someone out to look at that siding. Um, you can oh, contact okay. a handyman service, or you can contact a uh, a general contractor. You know someone? Um, you know someone you would recommend? Well, there is um, Handyman Matters. Um, you can just Google them, and they can possibly mm-hmm. come out and take a look at it and at least tell you what's causing it. Oh, okay. Is that possibly the reason for that black stuff? It's possible. It it's it, If the water is leaking behind the siding, that is, that is, that is definitely possible. Okay. Also, um, one last question. I have a fireplace, and I was just cleaning the other day, and I noticed it has a crack on the side, like, you know, on close to the side of the wall. And uh, I was just wondering, should I put clear silicone on that crack and see if it kind of seals it some? Okay, this is where, uh, it, this is inside the home or outside the home? No, inside the home, I'm sorry. Inside and the it's home. where the, the, the stone or the brick of the fireplace meets the sheetrock wall? Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay, that is perfectly normal. Um, it's not something to really be worried about. Um, you can either put a little bit of grout in there. You can use clear uh, caulking or clear silicone, but if you use that mm-hmm. when it dries, it's you're going to be able to see that there's still a crack. It'll be it'll be covered, oh. but you can see through the clear. Um, so are your walls white? To use grout? It's uh, better to use yeah. grout. It's definitely better to use grout. So can you buy colored grout? Yes, ma'am. Can match it? Yes, ma'am. Oh, you can. Oh, okay. And where would you do get that? Like at any, Home Depot. Yes, ma'am. Or? Any of the big box stores. Yes, ma'am. And you just look for collard grout. Yes, yes. And and then you just put it over the hole. The, put it over. Put it, put it over that little crack. Fill that little crack in with it, and it, mm-hmm. you should be fine. It's 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 entirely cosmetic. It's not going to oh, cause okay. any issues with the fireplace or with the wall. It's completely cosmetic. Yeah, I was worried because I said, what if it keeps cracking? You know, that's why I thought I'd ask that question. No, it is It is entirely cosmetic. For the brick or the stone to separate from the wall a little bit around the fireplace is perfectly normal. Oh, okay. 
And the same thing, uh, I think I missed uh, a question that this person asked about the cloud. Uh, was that on ceramic tile by any chance? I don't yes. know. Yes. I missed yes. it. Uh, yeah, uh, we were just... the cracks, the cracks that are, um, you know, showing, like, yes, for ma'am. some reason? Yes, ma'am. You can fill those cracks with, you can get the colored grout and fill those cracks with colored grout also. Yes, ma'am. So it would be the same colored grout as the one I would use for the fireplace, or is it a different? If it matches, if the color, as long as the color matches, yes, ma'am. So it doesn't matter if it's for uh, the fireplace or for the ceramic tile? No, ma'am. does not matter. Oh, okay. 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 Well, thank you so much, Jim. Thanks for calling in. Thanks for calling in, Liz. Okay. You're welcome. Thank you. All right. Let's take, let's squeeze one more in here real quick. David, good morning. Welcome to the KTSA Home Improvement Show. Good morning, sir. You guys do such a great job on Saturday. Thank you. We try. Really. <laughs> I think you guys do it. Uh, I'm having a problem with a dryer. Um, the drum wasn't turning. So then, uh, you know, I hit the power button, and then I hit the start button, and I was getting nothing. So I took the back off. Well, before that, I spun the drum a few times, nothing. So then I took the back off to see where the belts and so forth were. Well, the belts were kind of down on the bottom, but it looks like they were kind of shredded. I've seen pieces of the belt shredded. So then I spin the drum a few more times, and I plugged it in, and it is working. But I know I probably have to get somebody to come out here and take a look. Yeah. If you saw pieces or uh, like uh, like pieces of the rubber or parts of the uh, you know little pieces of the belt in the bottom, Correct. Correct. that means that the belt is is um, is deteriorated. And yeah. what more than likely happened is that there's a spot on the belt that is worn smooth enough that the pulley can't turn it, so that any time it stops in that spot. It's not going to restart without you spinning it by hand to get it restarted. Okay. But eventually that belt is going to break. So I would definitely get a hold of an appliance company to come out and replace that belt. Can you recommend somebody? Um, oh, God, there's so many different appliance companies. I would just Google um, Appliance Repair in San Antonio and just make sure that they have a good Better Business Bureau rating. Um, make sure that they're, uh, you know, that it's a it's a reputable company. Check their reviews. Uh, make sure that everything looks good with the company, and give them a call. Okay, I will do that. Well, appreciate everything you knowledge that you gave me today, and uh, you bet, David. Good work. Yeah. Thank you. Now, thank you for the call, Tim. Good morning. Welcome to the KTSA Home Improvement Show. Hey, good morning. I appreciate the show. Yes, sir. Hey, thank got you. A question. I've got a question on uh, fascia and shingle mold. I've heard you talk about it before, but I wasn't in an area that I could write down stuff. Okay. And so I'm going to ask a question, and I'm going to hang up, and I'm going to let you talk about it. Um, uh, it's wood fascia, shingle mold. I put gutters on it because I had a little issue in the front there with drainage. And, of course, now several years later, it's starting to rot up there. And I've heard you talk about how to replace that and what to use to do that. Could you talk on that some more? Yes, sir, absolutely. On the fascia board, of course, you want to replace any of the board that is rotted or deteriorated. Um, you would want to make sure that your gutters 
are installed so that they are the backside of the gutter, the back edge of the gutter is under or right, uh, I mean, just right under your drip edge from your shingles. Um, there have been folks that have installed gutters on top of the drip edge, and when you install it on top of the drip edge, there's a possibility of water getting behind the gutter, which could still continue to rot your fascia board. Another way to solve this is to uh, contact Wonder World. We can come out and put you some beautiful soffit and fascia on the home that is not that it's it's a wood soffit and fascia, but we completely encapsulate it in vinyl and vinyl coated aluminum, so that you never have to worry about any moisture getting back there and rotting it and rotting it out. Um, give us a call at Wonder World. Uh, 210-767-0995 and we can discuss gutters, soffits, fascias we can discuss it all with you um, give us a call over there thanks for calling in now real quick let's get one more in here Pamela, good morning welcome to the KTSA Home Improvement Show good morning um, my husband's going to laugh because he always listens to this show and he tells me to watch, to listen to it but my question is kind of a um, I'm not sure whether I should do this or not, but I have a bathroom that I want to redo myself, basically the shower tub area. And it's one of those tubs that are old, you know, that are metal and they're painted. What are they called? Uh, porcelain enamel. Yes. I want to pull that unit out, and I want to make it into a, a walk-in shower. Um, and I think I can do it if I have some help just putting down a... Um, a good drain system. I'm not going to change the shower head or the plumbing or any of that. I'm just going to put a pan down and the tile is good. It's probably just going to have to be fixed along to, to mess with the rest of the shower unit. But is it, is it really all that hard? Typically that tub is not going to come out of there unless you remove a good portion of the tile on the walls because that tub was installed before the tile, um, and with that having been done, the tile, depending on the age, is going to be substantially thicker than the tub. Um, and the tub has a lip on the back edge of it that goes up behind the tile. So first thing is it's going to be very difficult to remove it without removing uh, a, a good portion of the bottom edge of the tile. Now, when you do get the tile removed... Yes, you can go from there back down to the shower base that you put in. Um, when you right. put in the shower base, you want to make sure that you put in a good uh, shower pan first, which is uh, typically a synthetic material that goes on the floor and comes up the studs on the sides so that you have a good waterproof, uh, a, a good membrane there. Then you'll put your shower pan in that. You can buy a pre-made shower pan that will take the place of a tub. The drain lines up. Everything's going to line up for you. Great. And then you I can. Think it's the only, I think the hardest part is going to be getting that that metal um, tub out. out. Yes, ma'am. And then you'll floor. need to. And then you'll need to call every friend that you know to come help you carry <laughs> that bathtub out of the out of the bathroom. <laughs> I will. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Yes, ma'am. You are quite welcome. Thank you for calling in. Well, folks, it's been a great show. If you need to get a hold of me during the week. Jay Smith at windowworldtx.com. Martin, of course, would be M Bomba. That's M B O M B A at windowworldtx.com. Thanks for listening. Yeah.